Hey, this is Big Rev. Thanks for tuning in to Masterclass Theology, a weekly podcast where we study books of the Bible a verse at a time and apply it to our lives. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's rock. Well, welcome to Masterclass Theology, everybody. We've got a special treat tonight. My buddy Josh is going to deliver a great message for us tonight. I, if you uh, are familiar with our podcast, he has done this before. He, if you go back into our episodes, it was, the episode is titled Matthew 10, 16 to 25. You can check it out. Uh, there's a few episodes that go on the podcast. And uh, we're so glad to have Josh back with us tonight. Uh, that first that first sermon, I gave him one rule, and that rule was he had to choose a, a passage from the Gospels. Well, I gave him a second rule for tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, the only rule I gave him was that he had to choose a, a, a sermon from the Psalms. So he doesn't have to preach an entire psalm if he doesn't want to, but the message has to come entirely from uh, the Old Testament book of Psalms. So we will get some poetry tonight. So... With that said, welcome, Josh. So glad you're here. And I'm going to mute myself. And Josh, make sure you are unmuted. And take it away, my brother. Fantastic. Thank you, Joel. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this evening. Help us to have a your word to be spoken here. Help my words to be yours. And just please give me the wisdom that I need. Amen. So we will be going from Psalm 25. I'll be using the ESV version. You may use whichever one you want to use. But it's going to be Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God. In you I trust. Let me, let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are want to only treacherous. Make me known to your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For the sake of your goodness, O Lord, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right. He teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who kept his covenant and his testimonies. For your namesake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him. He will instruct in the way that he should choose. 
his soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. And the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he lays down what is known to make his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet from out under the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distress. Consider my affliction and my trouble. And consider all my sins and forgive all my sins. Consider how many how many are my foes, and with that, what violent hatred they hate me. O oh, guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. My integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem me, Israel, O oh God, of all my troubles, of all his troubles. So the biggest takeaway we have here is we are not wiser than God. Go to God for clarity in life. I learned this when I was in about fifth grade. And well, first off, everyone has that moment as a child where we want to, where we want dessert before dinner and our parents say no. We get upset. We throw a hissy fit. We aren't happy. And because as humans, we live in a fallen nature that we want what the flesh desires and not what God desires. I bring that up because dessert, that's a frustrated desire before a big meal. It can spoil in that meal. Now, after being in fifth grade, um, fifth grade, that summer was a rough summer. We were, my parents and I had to go to the hospital quite a bit for my grandparents. And toward the end of the summer, I wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese to just have a little bit of fun as a kid. And I wanted to go real bad. My parents like, no, not this weekend. We'll, we'll do something next weekend. I'm like, oh, fine. And I'm like, I was I want to go Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. I mean, what place is more fun than Chuck E. Cheese? A lot of places, apparently. Um, but it's like when we ask God for something, God doesn't give us what we want in that moment sometimes. Because God knows what's better for us. God knows what we need and what we don't need, when we need it and when we don't need it. And usually when he doesn't give us something in that moment. It is way better than we anticipated of what we asked, asked for originally. Getting into the verses now itself, I'm going to re go back to repeating it. So the first point is God knows all. Trust God and not your own intuition. I say that if you go back over the verse here, to you, O Lord. I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in you. In you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who they are only want to be treacherous. 
there's a couple of points I want to make here with this here. And that is the psalmist, who is David, does not begin with a plea for help. Rather, a statement of trust in God. And then if we go a little bit ways down here, the Hebrew word used here, bosh, often represents misplaced trust. In Isaiah, Yahweh declares the people of Israel will be put to shame because they trust in idols and other nations. Here, the psalmist prays that his trust will be validated in God. And if you go a little bit lower down, where we only want treacherous, this word here is meaning the term Baghdad means treacherous. It can mean betray or to be faithless, the opposite of righteous. So essentially, they're saying they shall be ashamed who they only want only betrayed or the opposite of righteous, which is unrighteousness, which you don't want to be. For my second point, David is asking God to teach him his ways, meaning God's ways, not David's ways. David knows his ways are weak, are flawed. So if we begin with the verses four through seven, we see, make me known your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Now here when he says the ways and paths, they refer to moral principles to which the Lord prescribes for his followers. It says, teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Not my own paths, but the Lord's paths and that's crucial because it's what God prescribes us it's what God tells us to follow his ways not ours our ways are flawed and won't help anyone else and in for my third point here David is proclaiming the goodness of God here and it going from 8 to 11, again, God, I'm sorry, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way he leads the humble in what is right and teaches his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, pardon my guilt. For it is great. Bring me out of my distress. Consider my afflictions and my trouble and forgive all my sins. In the, I believe it's the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, is worded a little bit differently. It's 
Lord, our steadfast love. CSB is our loyal love. And that Hebrew word there is shes. It's one of Yahweh's essential characteristics when paired with a myth, the Hebrew word for God's faithfulness, as it is said here. Shesed describes God as absolutely dependable to his faithful to fulfill his promises. And we see that often in the book of Exodus, specifically 34, 6. For my fourth point is here is God, here is David using wisdom literature, particularly the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of knowledge. As we see in verses 12 through 15, who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in his well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. Friendship of the Lord for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes ever toward the Lord, as we will pluck my feet from under the net. My eyes, this is part of slide. My eyes are continually toward Yahweh, after describing the benefits of fearing Yahweh. David confirms his devotion. He looks to Yahweh as his source of help. He's seeking out the Lord's wisdom because he knows he needs it. He knows that I've messed up enough times in my life already. If I, my wisdom was fine, I wouldn't be here. He clearly has learned his lesson from past times to where, yeah, I need the Lord now. He should always have used the Lord even in past times. As for point number five, here we have the psalmist, David, presenting his troubles in hopes that God will resolve them, which is ending here at verses 16 through 21. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Consider how many are my foes and what with violent hatred they hated me, O God. My soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. My integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I have waited for you to redeem Israel, O oh God, out of all his troubles. If we look back in the verse 16 here, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Then, part 17. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Consider how many are my foes. When we go here, the word lonely is a term, yachid, where the psalmist may be suggesting that he has orchestrated or been orchestrated or deserted. This loneliness contrasts the friendship that comes from trusting Yahweh. So the loneliness here is not the same as 
you don't get this from not trusting Yahweh. You get this from but you do get from not trusting Yahweh because if you do trust Yahweh, you won't be lonely. Your trust will be in the Lord. And if we look at to consider here, the Hebrew word for consider, ra'ah, means to look at or to see. The psalmist declares that he keeps his eyes fixed on Yahweh. So keep your eyes fixed on Yahweh. How many are my foes? He's looking in the Lord saying, they're going to hate me, but my eyes are on you and your promise dwells in me, meaning the Lord. To go back to the beginning, yeah, I was upset, disappointed that I couldn't go Chuck E. Cheese. But that following weekend, my parents surprised me and we took a family vacation to Wisconsin. Something that I did not expect at all. I got to the back of the, our van, looked in the trunk after we got to our next stop. I see suitcases in the back seat, and I'm like, uh, what's going on here? They're like, here. And they had three tickets to the Cubs versus Brewers game that weekend. So I'm like, are we going, when are we leaving? Right now. So it goes from me being upset about stupid Chuck E. Cheese's, which just a maybe two, three hour thing at most you can do there, to spending a weekend, get away to Wisconsin, spend time with family, and that's way better than the weekend at Chuck E. Cheese's. I'm spending the afternoon at Chuck E. Cheese's. But that's God's wisdom right there. That I was one thing and God blew out the water and I was like, Chuck E. Cheese's? Mm-mm. You're going to Wisconsin for the weekend. It's like, if I bring them out, I'll take Wisconsin over Chuck E. Cheese's any day. So with that being said, Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for allowing me to preach your word, to glorify you through your word. And thank you for allowing me to especially preach in the Psalms. Your wisdom be done here. My wisdom is very bleak. Thank you for allowing me to preach your word today. In your name, amen. Well, thanks, Josh. That was, that was our buddy Josh from Psalm 25. What a great reminder for us. The the Chuck E. Cheese example of David had to wait upon the Lord. And as you wait upon the Lord, you trust in the Lord and you get something better. And you got a, a Wisconsin baseball trip much better than Chuck E. Cheese. And it required you to wait. So what, what a great, great, great example for us. Well, this has been Big Rev from Masterclass Theology with our second time with our buddy Josh. And uh, God bless. and. And we'll catch you next time. This has been Masterclass Theology. I pray you've been challenged and encouraged during today's episode. And I hope you'll continue to join us as we journey through the Bible. God bless.